0: Hello and welcome to episode 145 of the Book Wars Pod and possibly our most special episode yet because we are, thrilled. we are thrilled to have with us one of the authors of The Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view, Zoraida Cordova. Thank you so much for joining us, Zoraida.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: For those who are not as familiar, Zoraida is the acclaimed author of more than a dozen novels and short stories, including the Brooklyn Bruja series, Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, A Crash of Fate, and the recently released The Inheritance of Orchidea Divina. In addition to writing novels, she serves on the board of We Need Diverse Books, is the co-editor of the best-selling anthology Vampires Never Get Old, and is the co-host of the writing podcast Deadline City. And she also writes romance novels as Zoe Castile, which we're very excited to ask about in a Star Wars context as well. (laughs) I love it. Amazing. So to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. I am Chris and joined as always by Rana, Miranda, and Kristen. And let's dive right in. But as we, as before we start, as we always do, what are we drinking? Zoraida, would you like to start as the guest of honor?
1: Yeah. So I'm glad I'm not drinking alone. I kind of was prepared (laughs) for this. Uh, I'm drinking a Cabernet decoy uh, that I just bought at Trader (laughs) Joe's.
0: I love it. Listen, I love Trader Joe's it has, has an excellent selection. It has a duck.
2: It has, a, it. A, duck, it has a duck on it. It's it very has a duck cute. On it.
1: Yeah, I had it once, and I was like, okay, favorite go-to brand. I all it's it's nicely price-pointed, and it's four dollars less at Trader Joe's than in New York City.
0: Yes, there you go. Oh,
1: things we don't
3: miss about the East Coast.
0: <laughs> so real. yeah,
2: Zara is in LA right now, so that was very convenient for us on the yep. as as the West Coast contingent. I came of. to
1: visit. I went hiking literally two days after I arrived and I didn't check the weather and I didn't realize it was a heat wave. So that was really smart.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean to be fair, LA's always in a heat wave, so there's not much <laughs> you could do to avoid that. <laughs> um what Miranda, what are you, what drinking, are you drinking? Oh yeah, you go.
3: Okay. I am drinking a kolsch uh Ab- by our friends up at Bowie Beer Company in Astoria. Uh, crisp, soft, and thirst-quenching. Bowie Kolsch weaves the strict... I'm not going to read that word because I don't speak German. Uh, ...with touches of the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Heidelberg Pills, and white wheat malts. It's got opal and sapphire hops. Um, but the end sentence is top it off with high carbonation for that satisfying... Psss-
0: That's excellent. That's, that's wonderful.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Kristen,
0: what, are you drinking, what about Chris?
2: you? Oh, goddammit. it! Um, <laughs> oh, also, that is one thing I forgot to tell you, Sridha. This is a cursing-friendly podcast. We have the explicit okay. on the iTunes. So, I knew I was forgetting to tell you something. I was like, I forgot to tell her the cursing and the alcohol, <laughs> but you figured it out. So, <laughs> um. It is uh it's fresh hop season here in the Pacific Northwest, so I am drinking our one of our favorite employee owned breweries, Breakside, from here in Portland, um, and it is fresh hops uh, IPA, so it's an India Pale Ale brewed with whole cone hops from the 2021 harvest, literally canned nine one twenty one, so been in, I had nice. one before it yeah, I had it's one before fresh. I left for the east coast and I think I got it like the first day it was canned and you know fresh hop beers are not my favorite, but every single year they come out, I'm like, oh my god, it's fresh hop season, I have to get all these fresh hop beers and then I'm like, I don't really like these that much, but then I just drink them and it's fine. It's exciting. Um it was very a funny hop when farm.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Chris, sorry. I was gonna say when me and Kate recently visited you, you like kept like buying beers and being like chris and kate i think you would like this ipa because i I have famously said on the pod i don't enjoy ipas and you like kept but like having me try ipas and you're like i don't really like this one but i think you might and it's just like you're just you're just trying to find like correct answers for for beers and trying to make us try them all it was very funny
3: there's glasses half full of ipa just littered around the living
1: room yeah
2: well, that's, you know, I like to, I'm somebody who likes to expand my palate of alcohol. So I like I to... really
1: like, I really like IPAs. But I, I think it's just like, I, but I think it's probably because I like to learn to like bitter things. That's too many likes in one sentence, but I grew to like bit the taste of bitter things, like coffee without sugar and milk. Uh, and so then I was just like, I, yeah, I'll just, I'll just have my pee. But, um, I've recently s- started trying more other kinds of beers and I'm like um that now they all everything else tastes like water
2: tastes really sweet too yeah I'm I'm yeah, right there with you
1: that's that happened to me the first
3: time I came out to uh Portland in college I had like two or three days worth of actually being able to do things and just IPAs for days I went back east and i'm in dc i'm like oh i'll buy i'll buy some blue moon like something light something easy and i was like this mm-hmm. doesn't have flavor
1: yeah something with a nice commercial yeah <laughs> nice stop motion commercials
0: from blue moon so true that's why i'm always surprised when east coast transplants are always miss yingling i'm like i don't i don't it's understand fucking
2: delicious okay it's like it's
0: good to Do not beer. say just lo- that like house. let me i respect the loyalty i just i i'm there's some, I'm missing something. <laughs> it doesn't matter, Rana. What are you drinking?
4: <laughs> well, I was gonna say the CEO of Yingling is an asshole, so I. uh oh, I, a no. true. That's true. I didn't that feel bad true. about. But, that, but I'm that not judging us. It's, it's cool. I definitely have you know placed my order of uh things on Amazon in my life. Um, I'm drinking a Dry Dock Blood Orange Blonde. I think I've talked on the pod before about my love of blood oranges. Also. I'm ready for it to be cold. It's not cold. It's not LA heat wave hot, but it's 90 degrees, um, or it was today. So I'm trying to get all my summer beer out of my system. Um, So yeah, this is... It has almost no description, but it has a very pretty can with jellyfish. Uh, It is 5.2%, and it's just a nice summery, like, crisp blood orange beer thing. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. On to you, Chris.
0: I wanted beer but I don't have any I'm fresh out of summery beers and the only beer in my fridge is a uh churro flavored stout which is delicious but not as much on a day that was 90 degrees so I will I'll save that for another episode um I'm drinking scotch much you know noted as a as a warm weather drink (laughs) clearly um I'm drinking a glenfiddich which is delicious as always
1: nice I was staring at the whiskeys today because I was like... But I, then I had that thought. It's too hot. It's too hot for this. <laughs> It'll be no, time it for, like... No, it definitely...
0: It is a li- It's a little warm. Like, it's like, you know, there's never a bad time, but it's It'll a be warm. time
4: soon for, like, fireside whiskey-based drinks or brandy-based or bourbon-based drinks. I love that time of year. Like, oh, so good. So good.
0: Yeah. The, like... Four weeks of fall, before, like, after it's too hot and before it starts snowing. Just perfect.
4: I like, yeah, any of it. But when you have, like, an old-fashioned and it's snowing outside and it's, like, a little bit cold, but you're warming up your insides with alcohol. I know it's not physiologically
3: accurate, but it feels that way. I love it. Mm-hmm.
0: Shit, Absolutely. I just
3: whiskey year-round.
0: I mean, here we are.
3: Not right now, because cool. I have to buy some,
1: but... <laughs> Same.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's just dive right in and talk about from a certain point of view. And for those who don't remember Zoraida's story in from a certain point of view, the empire strikes back was wait for it about everyone's favorite newly revived bounty hunter Boba Fett Uh, and Zoraida. What made you choose Boba Fett? Why did you gravitate toward him?
1: I honestly, I love Boba Fett, but I love, I loved him more after I watched the entirety of the clone wars and it added another layer to me about his character. Um, and I, another reason, like the most basic reason is that when I looked at the list of who had taken what character, I saw nobody had chosen him. And I was like, are you kidding me? And so, and so he was available. <laughs> and I came in toward the end of the anthology. So there were a lot of it had already been solidified. Um, so if you're going to have like, I can't believe, like, Boba Fett was the last draft pick or whatever.
0: <laughs> that is that is kind of shocking, honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I was blown. You know what it was meant to be?
0: Exactly. That's like when you're, like, flying southwest and somebody didn't take, like, the first row seat because they're like, this is too easy. And then so you're, like, <laughs> last on the plane and it's right there. That's That's just what I immediately thought of because that happened to me last week and it was a highlight. <laughs> wow.
1: Nice. Yeah. And so I think that, you know... After, now that we're watching, like, we watched Star Wars after all of this other content has come out. And for me, it was just, I just really wanted to go back in and and, and fill in those blanks that we might have had on, upon a first watch of that movie.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What
3: was it
1: about Clone Wars Boba Fett
3: that made you appreciate him as a character? I have very strong feelings about him, but I assume that is not... Something that everybody shares.
1: <laughs> I think that it was. I, I'm a young adult author by trade, I guess. That's where I started in my career. My very first novel was about a bro-y teenage merman. Those books are out of print for a reason. It's fine. Uh, and and so watching, like watching that character, watching Boba Fett in the Clone Wars, he was just this angry, like this ball of anger. And he has a right to be angry because he's left alone and it's the fault of the Jedi. Um, And, and so what does he do after this? Right. He gets adopted by tech, by, by, by all of these people who are technically not his family, but star Wars is about found family in so many ways. Um, But I, I think I was as a young adult author, I was attracted to his anger.
0: I love it. He was definitely, that That arc of the Clone Wars was definitely, like, almost a precursor to, in the last season, the arc with Ahsoka and the Martez sisters, and how uh, Luminara was like, oh, I'm sorry that, like, uh, the Jedi's operations killed your family, but the Force will make it all okay. Like, no, like, <laughs> these these are, we are real people that exist outside of just the world of the Force. And so, like, it's, I always love having the viewpoint of people who aren't as connected with the Force and aren't as, you know, interested in the mysticism aspect to say, like, there are real-world consequences to to what you're doing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the, the fruit stand vendors in action movies. Mm. It's like, oh, you've got cool shit going on, but you just ruined my entire life, sir.
0: My cabbages, etc. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you guys watched The Boys on Amazon Prime? Yes. Fine? Yeah. yeah, right. It's it's like the the vigilante origin story for Dennis Quaid's son, I forget his name. Uh uh
0: Huey, I think his character's name is Huey,
1: Huey, yeah. It's like this oops, the heroes are doing stuff, they killed my girlfriend, now I'm gonna destroy them.
4: Yeah. I always like that. I mean, I think that's part of the appeal of these from a certain point of view books, right? Is that we I was just saying on our wrap um, wrap-up pod how I want to watch it now and like imagine all these side characters crawling through the background scenes and like that person walking down a hallway you know yeah I think it's part of the fun of it is then like inserting them in later and re-watching it and now it adds a whole new perspective or like dozens of perspectives with the short stories
0: so looking at Boba going forward obviously had we recorded a year ago this would be a very different question but <laughs> now that we know that Boba Fett is in fact still alive has survived the Sarlacc and is getting his own Disney Plus series. What, as a Boba fan, what are your hopes and dreams for the Book of Boba Fett?
1: Oh my God! I, you know, I'm just excited for uh, these two characters to have their own TV show and to be revived in this way. And I feel like, you know, there there's been so much myth around what happened to Boba Fett for so long. Um, that now that we have answers I really I kind of want him I want him to to be this like Tatooine benevolent king ping sort of
3: (laughs) so the opposite of Boba Fett as a child (laughs) I'm here for that story like
4: I don't know I know that Boba Fett is a controversial character but I grew up like what well, I guess it's not that I grew up like that character but my dad and I always bonded over that character and so I am totally here for like Boba Fett just living his best life in the book of Boba and I don't even care if it's got good I just want to see it I want to see like a good life for him I feel bad
0: it'll yeah. definitely I'm super interested because like yeah you do have this like this obviously this like five year or whatever it is gap between the last time we saw him and now and so like what like, presumably what he wanted five years ago, pre-Sarlacc, is not the same thing that he wants now. So I'm I'm super interested to see what his motivations are going to be you know, in the show.
3: Yeah, and I don't know how long he's spent in the Sarlacc, but I feel like he does deserve good things after being inside for an unidentified amount of time.
1: It is, it's the, like, he was in the literal belly of the whale, right? And that, if you're looking at the hero's journey, right? So who is he now? And that's what I'm excited to find out because he just, he's just reinventing himself again.
0: Absolutely. Amazing. And also obviously there have been factpov books for A New Hope as well as Empire Strikes Back for those who didn't read it. So story, You Owe Me A Ride about uh, Brea and Seni Tonica in the uh, original factpov book is also wonderful. Obviously like it's hard to talk about future things because y- they may or may not be in in development or whatnot but if there is a fact for return of the jedi are there any characters or storylines that you would love to work with
1: you know i've i actually think about this in the back of my mind and i haven't decided yet i'm like obviously an ewok right but it so when i was a kid this is how desperate i was for like representation um <laughs> the ewoks in their own like language when they walk around i remember watching this as a little kid they say uh at least it sounds like they say uh like chucha and chucha it means fuck in ecuadorian spanish right like (laughs) um and and so my mom was like they said this they are ecuadorian and i'm like yes mom these space bears (laughs) are definitely ecuadorian and so it was just you know I I I feel very tied to that but I don't know which which Ewok I would choose um or or if I would choose a completely different character but these I love these anthologies so much they they're incredibly fun they bring a ton to like supplementary information to the world so uh I'm still thinking on it is the is the actual answer
4: I just want to say I love that because native people do that too with the Ewoks and won't we'll be like, "Oh, obviously the Ewoks are native. Like they're called Ewoks after the Miwoks. They're native." you like, "I just love I mean, it's sad that that's what you have to do. But We're so also, desperate I love that We're everyone so... <laughs> does it." Yep. I'm not trying to battle over
3: whose people they really belong to. I know it's Look. fake and in space,
4: but I just thought it was so funny.
1: <laughs> they belong to all of us. It's fine. Listen,
0: we I all just know learned
3: that Star Wars was not safe for children. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I love it. That's, that's honestly like my new favorite fun fact. And that, I'm going to think about that every time <laughs> I watch Return of the Jedi about the foul-mouthed Ewoks. I love it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so thinking about like your writing process, how is writing for IPs like Star Wars different from doing original works?
1: In many ways, my process is the same. I outline, um, I agonize, <laughs> and then I write. And, but the the difference is I've written IP that is not for Star Wars. So I've written just other intellectual property for a publisher and I've had more creative liberty and creative freedom working for Star Wars than for some, some other companies that have no existing properties, which is mind boggling to me. And I've said this to, I've said this to them before. And they also look at me like, are you serious? Are you just like, yanking our chain and I'm like no 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 I'm I swear and so I think that uh the creative the creative freedom is really just the ability to have collaboration with somebody and so the only difference between my original work and my Star Wars work is that I have I have a group of people that I have to go to and say is this okay and I think that the team at Lucasfilm publishing really just wants to create things that are new and different. And so they have, they retain a more open mind about how we're writing about the galaxy. Um, And so that part is really encouraging as a creative person uh, writing for them. So, yeah, I think that it, the, 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 the biggest thing that changes is, the anxiety of things that Lucasfilm can't control and I can't control, which is uh, what are readers going to think about it? Right. Is somebody just going to be like, Oh my God, you're a poser. You don't know what like this, this piece in the starship is called or whatever. Uh, (laughs) um, And, and so it's, it's really just external anxieties that are different.
3: So with the, collaboration internally like within Lucasfilm and all the various publishing aspects of that like what what does the collaboration look like is it something that you really
1: kind of hone in on for these anthologies so for the anthology I I give them uh an out a rough outline this is what I want to focus in and so and they'll come back with questions which characters are there and that's really for the anthology it's 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 like a concert right it's an orchestra everybody it just so happened that my story I I, I got rid of I'm one of the bounty hunters at just the right time to match with somebody else's <laughs> bounty hunter story and I was like and we didn't plan this so when I say that these anthologies feel very harm like like they're in harmony it's I'm being very honest, um, and so so uh, I get notes from two editors, um, from Del Rey and uh, and Jen Heddle at um, at the Disney side of Lucasfilm Publishing, uh, and and then we get the story group comments after that. So it's just the the revisions just come in rounds, and it, a lot of it is technical or you know this. This is how you make this work. This is how you make um, this is the, how a planet. You know how you should refer to a planet or something like that. So it's really just like the the technical aspects of it.
3: I'm trying to think of how you would refer to a planet now. <laughs> like the species well, on I, it uh, or something.
1: Yeah. So uh, I guess um, in in my in my YA novel, um, uh, what's my title? A Crash of Fate. I kept referring to Naboo and um i got a note that say like you know we refer to this like we don't have to refer like you can make up your own planet like you know and so (laughs) so i i and that was the moment i was like i can make up my own planet awesome and so i you know then i went a little crazy and we're so
4: glad you did
3: correct uh if you want our thoughts on the aforementioned book which the name I definitely remember uh um, crash of fate a crash Miranda. of fate thank you that we covered that on episodes 128 through 130
0: I was really hey. I was I was looking you forward to, to seeing listen. if you would like knew the episode numbers because like you couldn't remember the title, which is right there in our, in our show notes that we're working on, which is right next to the episode numbers. I was like, this is going to be a fun journey.
4: And I'll say that's more like a reminder for listeners than it is for you, Zerida. I promise we don't need you to listen. I mean, if you want oh, to, Oh, no, 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 no. But...
1: It's fine. I don't, I don't read reviews. I probably don't listen to podcasts about my books either. It's so. Good. Good.
4: Um, so this is obviously a really broad question considering it's literally an infinite space. But do you have a dream Star Wars book, like, timeline, character, planet where you would want to write? Or do you just want to read and you don't want to have to, you know, actually put to paper?
1: So for writing, I think that I would love to write a sequel to A Crash of Fate um, at the... Because they're, they're making more theme park. So I feel like it just it would just work. Um, and to stay in this new space. But as a reader... I just really want to read, I really want to read more young Obi-Wan by Claudia Gray, obviously. Um, and I just kind of want to read, like, I don't know how you guys feel about Kylo and, uh, and, and Ray, but I kind of want to read like more of their, the very short amount of time that they had together. Um, or just like Kylo Ren's diaries, right? Cause you know, he has a diary, you know it. <laughs> He, abs- he yeah, absolutely absolutely
0: has it it has a lock on it for sure what does he call his
1: diary has, like, when cursive he writes writing and yeah. diary yeah <laughs> yeah dear diary um there's a meme of drake right the diary. Yeah. and uh <laughs> it, it, it's, it's literally that
0: <laughs> now yeah, we really we really need Kylo's diary i would i would i would also As someone who is not, I I don't personally ship Kylo and Rey, but I would love to read that book as well. I think it would be interesting just to get some more, like,
1: background in their relationship. I know. We just didn't spend enough time with them.
3: (sighs) Yeah. See, yeah. No, I'm just thinking about Claudia Gray writing, like, a young Obi-Wan novel. And all I can think about is um, Satine dying. (laughs) Why'd you have to bring it there? It was going to go there, no matter what. Right, of course. Mm-hmm.
2: That's oh. true. Yeah, and I'm then sorry,
4: it would fulfill but... the angst need that you mentioned earlier, right? Of, like, the young adult angst. We've all been there.
3: We'd all be yeah, very yeah. sad. So sad.
0: I wish. I. I. Who knows if we'll get it? Because I don't know. Obviously, we don't know what co- what um ground Obi-Wan Kenobi the show is going to cover. But, like, I hope we get that. I know she's talked about, like, really wanting to write that to work on it. And so I, I hope we get that. We the readers demand it.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I don't
3: know if I demand it. That seems a little.
0: The readers respectfully request it.
4: They're yeah, so kind of Star Wars, Wars, Wars fans. fans.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, oh. Also, I'm not demanding things, but I also don't know how much uh, I want to
1: be hurt by another book. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Claudia and I were at Celsius. I forgot the number. Um, but it's very, very high four fifty. you know, uh, it's a festival in Spain called Celsius number. (laughs) And, um, we were on a a star Wars panel together and every time we're together, I just sort of remind her and I'm like, this is what you did in lost stars. And she just sort of like chuckles and is like, Oh yeah. Um, but I, I never let her forget that this is what she did to my feelings.
0: I, I, I thank you for doing that work for all of us in making sure that she remembers.
4: It's the people's work. Uh huh.
0: That's how that's how I felt when I thought that Izzy left Jules behind at the end of Crash of Fate. But thankfully, we were okay. Thankfully, this this didn't have to be an acrimonious call yeah. because of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love happily ever afters as a romance writer. So, they actually gave me the option they they said you know you can it doesn't have to end happily and i and i i to myself i said what? Oh right. <laughs> right. None of the Star Wars endings have the the HEA. Correct. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. Star Wars notably a very positive you know very happy kind of situation everybody wins the super bowl in space. Um, Star Wars. It's what about, is happening?
1: I don't know. Star Wars, is <laughs> like all Happy about endings. Hope. It's all about hope, except when it's not. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's all about except hope. Except for when, when every... it's not there. It's...
2: Except for when everyone's parents are just dead. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh... <laughs> um. Speaking of your, you being a romance writer and loving happily ever afters potentially our most important question uh, from Kate, our other co-host who wanted to, wanted to ask you this question. What would Zoe Castile write for star Wars?
1: Oh my God. Zoe Castile would write the marriage of uh, Anakin Skywalker and Pad and Padme. Like that's what Zoe would write uh, because it's so like, I actually, I haven't read the, the YA Padme's, but I don't think, I don't know if that's in there. <laughs> um. But I, I would write that. Uh, I would also. I don't know how old Obi Wan is when he needs the teen. Can somebody answer that? <laughs> uh,
0: I have no idea, Chris. Probably over eighteen. Probably eighteen, nineteen. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I can do that. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw. I saw where you were going with that question. I'm like, to, we're, yeah. we're going to say it's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like probably. Twelve. Something definitely no. happened there. Yeah. So. <laughs> something definitely happened in. there. Um, I'd probably never be allowed, but I'd probably write a Raylo or something like that. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I think that we miss a lot of we miss a lot of the complicated parts of of Han and Leia. Like we don't get to see them. We get to see them a little bit in in Bloodlines. Um, and I love the detail that Claudia put in about how. Han, like, sort of changed... He, like, retrofitted the Millennium Falcon just to make it, like, homier for her. Um, But, yeah, more of that, I think.
0: I love it. That's, like, a good balance of, like, you know, very soft, like, oh, like, these, like, older people just living their lives, and then, you know, what we presume the Obi-Wan Satine book would be.
3: (laughs) Oh, I was going to go to Chaos Anakin.
0: That, I mean, that too. He is... My, my, my favorite, precious, chaotic raccoon. He's just the best. <laughs> Truly. I just want an, ex-
2: an extended scene of the pears. That's what I want. Oh no, no I
3: hate that. <laughs> this scene makes me so uncomfortable. I hate it so much. How many different fruits can you f- cut with a force? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the limit does not exist. Infinity amount. Infinity amount. <laughs>
4: yeah that's one I I might not watch but you know
1: I'd I'd
3: watch the hell out of that (laughs) I guess eventually I'd have to watch it we love Attack of the Clones and this my apartment
2: (laughs) oh also we'd be remiss if we didn't plug the um the Padme books the YA Padme books they are fantastic which we have covered on the
0: podcast and they're very very good
4: we have not seen any Anakin
0: oh I'm sorry go ahead Ronna
4: Oh, sorry, I was just saying there's the last one is coming out soon.
0: Yeah, we. I was yes. going to say, the first two have not covered Anakin and Padme's relationship, but I know that Queen's Hope will, and I'm very excited about that, again, because my precious trash panda baby, but also I'm very excited to see Kate Johnston's take on him, because I know that, like, as someone who loves Padme and, like, feels that feels (laughs) correctly in my opinion that she was done kind of dirty dirty by the prequels and just the lack of characterization of their relationship I'm very excited to see what she does with it
3: yeah that's gonna be interesting I I did tell my tattoo artist about you must read the (laughs) the Padme series I love Um, it
4: like before you got a tattoo or just Uh, like like casually chatting
3: okay I didn't know if it was
4: like a prerequisite to making
3: the tattoo (laughs) no Yes, my notably non padme tattoo. We had a deep conversation. Uh, no, she, she. I mean, she's a fan. Like, we were talking about the Thrawn books, and she had some cool, like, Thrawn fan art up, and it was, it was relevant to the um, setting? <laughs> Is that, I yeah, I'm just mean. <laughs> so I, I'm sorry. I probably <laughs> seem like such an asshole.
4: I'm just, I don't know. I need to not be this way. Um, it's all good. No, Burb. That's a reasonable thing to talk about.
0: I just find that oh. funny because you and your non-Star Wars tattoo talking about the Star Wars books and Padme, me and my entire Star Wars half sleeve notably <laughs> did not talk about Star Wars while I was getting inked because, like, the artist, you know, brilliant artist did an incredible job, kind of bro and it was around when Last Jedi was coming out, and I was like, I just don't want to have this conversation, like... <laughs>
1: nope. Yeah, yeah. That's probably for the best. Yeah. I'd like I would like a Star Wars tattoo. I have thought about it for a very long time on what I would get. Um and and I'm still deliberating. Um I'm a baby when it comes to pain, but I just got a tattoo based on my um my latest adult book, The Inheritance for Kida Divina, which Chris, excellent pronunciation. Thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you. Credit to Rana as well for kind of doing uh, I I definitely copied her pronunciation before we started. So, thank you, <laughs> Good. Rana.
1: Thank you, thank you both. Taking cre- taking <laughs> I've done a lot of events. Work. I've done a lot of events this week, and it's always been like, uh, "What's your name? What's your character?" You know, it's 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 been a long week.
4: <laughs> yeah, I know the uh, with Eve. Despite only having four letters in my name, I know the no one says it right. <laughs> struggle so. Um, I have a question for you. Are there any authors who either um, have not written much in Star Wars or who are very up and coming who you'd like to see Star Wars content from?
1: I would love to see more of Tracy Dion. She wrote wrote, uh, Legendborn. And Legendborn is one of the best books that I read last year. Um, It had such a phenomenal, like, by the time I got to the last hundred pages, I, like, I didn't do anything but listen to the audiobook. Because usually I clean and listen to the audiobook, but um so Tracy, Tracy Jean would be one of them. Uh Alexis Daria, who's a romance author, but she's a huge nerd. We used to bump into each other at conventions all the time and she loves she just loves fandom and I think she really understands um how much these stories mean to fans. And so I would love to see her in, in the Star Wars universe as well.
4: Awesome. Thank you. I knew you'd have some good ones. Yeah, Tracy Dion, at least I'm familiar with, and I totally agree. I will have to look up, I, ha- I entered little new tabs, so I will definitely have to look up Alexis Daria. Awesome. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, now we have just, before we wrap up, a few rapid fire Galaxy Far, Far Away questions. Um, starting with, I feel like the quintessential Star Wars question, what color would your lightsaber be? Pink. Love it.
1: Uh, I was trying to be like, okay, this, uh, can I say ro- Rose so I sound fancier? I don't know. I'll just go with pink.
0: <laughs> no, it's Rose. We love it. It's perfect.
1: This is not
3: Knights of the Old Republic. You have more than three options. Right? That is a nerdy and comment. I Thanks was, for coming I was to the Star Wars pod.
1: literally thinking about this today because I saw the new covers for the High Republic books and... Um, for Daniel and Claudia's books and I was like what color would my lightsaber be so I, I've been thinking about this all day
0: <laughs> perfect
1: <laughs> uh, what is
3: your favorite existing planet in the galaxy far far away this is a uh, do you
1: like sand question <laughs> right do you like sand I do I love the beach I, oh. I do absolutely um, I'm trying to like which cool planet. I like Naboo, and you know why? Because I was just oh. in Spain, and I was in the uh, Plaza de España where they filmed uh, a scene, and I was like, yep, I'm going to have my moment here.
3: Is there, like, a kind of planet that you think we need to, we or that you, I guess, want to see more? Like, obviously we have sand and sad. Uh, we've got water on, like, three of them. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Mm. <laughs> I should have gone for a water planet. Yeah, there's
4: a fire one.
3: There's a fi- yeah. There's a fire one. There's um a sad industrial. There's a couple of sad industrial complex ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Corelia, all of those. Yeah. So, like, what kind of planet I think we're missing? Or like, if if there's. This is gonna be words.
0: I think potentially what Miranda meant from, from our discussion beforehand is like, if you were to add a new planet to the galaxy, what like sort of like environment like situation would it be? Like what
3: Chris
1: said? I think I would probably do. I mean, so I think I would do the Andes uh, obviously because I'm from Ecuador and Latin American. And, but I think that the Andes have such a range because it's a mountain range. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, of, of these beautiful scapes uh, in Peru, there they have these like rainbow mountains where everything's like the colors have such as this, this beautiful gradient. Um, if you go up to Bolivia, which is no longer the Andes, but but there are like salt flats which are incredible. Um, so I think like something like that would be really cool. I, I would also really like to see something. That plays with different types of gravity.
0: Ooh, so interesting. So that
1: they're not using, like, okay, we're putting on the gravity in the ship, uh, and like here in this this base, right? Like, I just want to, like, it would be interesting to see something like that.
4: I don't know if we're allowed to plug um, non-Star Wars content, but when you were talking <laughs> about that, it made me think of uh, Rebecca Roanhorse's Black Sun book and love... the trilogy. Okay, I just want to like sure. with Rebecca yes me too
3: it's fair
1: the way that I make friends is I'm just like I just walk up to people at conventions and I'm like hi we're friends now and so I did that to her at Sirens in De- in, uh, in Vail or somewhere in Colorado somewhere where the altitude really messed me up um, and, I, and I was like are you Rebecca Roanhorse I'm your friend now and she was like who are you but she gave me an arc so and now we're friends I won't let her go That's
4: <laughs> delightful. Oh, I love hearing that that makes my heart very happy <laughs>
1: Oh
3: god! If Extroverts,
1: extrovert authors have to collect the introvert authors. That's the that's the rule in publishing. That's
3: the that's the story of this podcast. Yeah, I was, was going to say saying. that's the story of this podcast. That's
2: how I made Miranda be my friend. I said, "Hello, you're part of the friend group now. Very cool. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome <like> here. <laughs> d- d- here's my phone number. Call me if you need help."
3: <laughs> Escaping the friend group, no. Yeah. No, I was oh. I was 18. I was like useless. <laughs> but it's okay cuz now we have a podcast.
0: <laughs> Look how far we've come.
4: <laughs> so, this is a really like random question, but if you do you want to have in the Star Wars universe, would you have a space pet? And if you would, what would it be? There's a million options here, but, you know, space pets.
1: I really I and I'm gonna be embarrassed. I just forgot the name of the birds um, with the really long tails, core something snipes Hold on.
4: <laughs> like real world or like Star Wars.
1: Wait, are we talking about Star Wars pets?
4: Yes, Or real pet. Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: Yes, okay, see, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, sorry I, heard, sorry, sorry, I heard, sorry, I heard
4: no, you know, not on you. No, not on you. And I heard snipes. I was like, oh, <laughs> 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 not blaming that on Burb. A, it's it's a
1: convoy. oh yeah the convores they're like they're like these elegant owls but and they have tails i'm pretty sure they have tails the yeah tailors?
4: i think so i couldn't remember what you're talking about and they're so yeah cute. they have tails look them up my tails. heart look at their lashes have
3: i have i oh seen God. this bird before
2: they're no so miranda cute. you're not invited yes to this miranda you've watched Clone Wars
0: asks oh. you haven't watched rebels though famously i so.
1: am in the fourth season okay uh-huh. <laughs> i think they're they're apparently named after uh filoni's wife ian convery Aww.
0: that's adorable and very filoni
1: Wars. <laughs> yeah i was like i thought they were named after condors for a second like you know, cor- like that's I was like, what I thought you were doing, yeah. Condor, corvid, but no, this is more romantic, and I'm all about it. Mm. So yeah, so I would probably have a bird, or um, the easy answer is obviously a porg, because they're adorable, and I would have an internal conflict on whether or not to roast one.
3: <laughs> that's why you get two. Yes, there you go. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, I'm trying brutal. to brutal
4: will be too traumatized to leave after
1: that. I know. Yeah, so I, I think I think Star Wars I love Star I love the Star Wars animals. There's so many. When I was when I was working on a Crash of Fate, I would just constantly peer back to um, one of the guides, because they they sent me a bunch of the um uh, like the the ones that Pablo works on, right? The the Star Wars guides that have mm-hmm. all the information, everything you need to know about Star Wars. Uh, and <clears throat> And so i would i would look at all of the creatures and like there's so many creatures because there's there's obviously a, a pet stall at galaxy's edge um and and so i these are the things i think about what's what lightsaber would i have and what pet would be my star wars pet
3: <laughs> it's the what, most important pair of questions
1: obviously you could consider
0: I like I just want us to get to the point as a society where like science will let us create these Star Wars creatures for ourselves.
1: Oh, I I feel like we'll we'll probably go in that direction like some cursed uh maybe Elon Musk or or Jeff <laughs> Bezos will get like or one of one of their one of their clones or robots, you know, versions will probably like create a pet agency where it's like let's manufacture some unicorns and and do that. And then have, like, mini unicorns.
0: Oh, my God. Cursed indeed. But you're so right.
1: (laughs) That's that's so cursed.
0: (laughs) I love it. Creatures from
1: legend. We are making them.
3: I would just want, like, a a little porg. Or if they could create a friendly Ewok, that wouldn't kill me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the problem.
0: I would never turn out the lights in my apartment if I had an Ewok.
3: Oh, God, no. Luckily, I think one of my lamps is, like, haunted. So...
0: So you're so you're that you're that set then. You? You're ready to live with an Ewok. Well
3: the light's not gonna be off. I mean I'm very weak. I the Ewok would still just wreck me, but I
4: thought the haunted light would like team up with the Ewok and Could be. I've seen too many movies lately, I apologize. Also
3: I have a cat. Like it'd be game over.
0: Yeah, the cat would I mean cats never take your side. They would absolutely team up with the Ewok.
3: <laughs> exactly.
0: Amazing. Well, Zoraida, thank you so much for joining us. Um, before we drop off, do you have anything you would like to plug for our listeners?
1: Uh, I don't have anything Star Wars related, but I do have uh, an adult magical realism novel, which some people are calling Practical Magic-ish uh, meets 100 Years of Solitude or 100 Years of Solitude meets Stardust. Um, and so that's my latest release.
0: Awesome. Everybody go check that out. The Inheritance of Orchida Divina. Did I, did I, I did it okay again, right? Okay, excellent. Um, everybody go check that out at your local bookstore. And thank you for listening to this very special episode of the Book Wars pod. Um, next episode, we are finally going to be starting the Thrawn Ascendancy Trilogy with Chaos Rising by Timothy Zahn, reading through chapter five, if you want to read along with us. Uh, You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at bookwarspod, email us bookwarspod at gmail.com or find us on the Tosche Station Radio Patreon Slack. And, excuse me, if you have the means, please donate to the orgs that we support. And if you want to give to us after giving to people who need it more, you can donate to the Tosche Station Radio Patreon or give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash BookWarsPod. And we will continue to keep the the content of all our pets, Argos, Cerberus, Jasper, Orca, and Tony, all coming for 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 y'all in these troubled times. Uh, our theme song is "Whiz Bang" by Paddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terra Design, and our audio and production are done, as always, by our very own Kristen McDonald. Once again, thank you so much, Sarita, for joining us. We absolutely loved having you, and if you aren't running screaming to the hills, we would love <laughs> to have you back anytime you want. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Uh, uh, for Miranda, Rana, Kristen, Kate, I am Chris. And thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Miranda, are you not going to ask your follow-up I, question here I on the outline ask, that I gave I, you I, shit about? I, I'm <laughs>
3: trying to see if I can make it into, like, a coherent question. <laughs> I have faith in you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, God. And I'm not going to use the word flavor, even though I just said it.